Hello and welcome to Old vs. Gold, the podcast that takes your fond childhood memories of movies and TV and holds them up to the harsh light of today. This week's movie, The Lost Boys. Entangled. entangled butt plugs. There <laughs> <laughs> mm. it is. Wow. <laughs> All of the pot and on a related note, vampires. <laughs> 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 um, so who here has, uh, what's the worst thing that you've done because of peer pressure? Let's go Ooh. around. Peer pressure. It's effect- it affects us all at some point. Mostly, usually in high school. Uh, but, uh, senior prom. Senior prom. Yeah. You went mm. to it. Is I that, went to is it and did not really want to. I'd gone to the jun- junior prom willingly, just uh-huh. out of curiosity. And then senior prom, my friends pressured me into going again and taking the same girl again. Oh. Um, which, you know, was fraught with difficulties I didn't even realize at the time. You know, <laughs> <laughs> with the female and all. But, um, yeah. and so, then it was just not a great night. I just learned to drive. It was just learning to drive and backed over my... A friend's Teacher? mailbox. Oh, no, mailbox. Okay. the mailbox in the, by their driveway. <laughs> um, my former best friend from grade school, who is still a friend in high school, but you know. Not, but anyway, we all okay. gathered at his house, and I backed over the mailbox to start Oops. the evening. To start the evening. To start the evening. Well, it that's really wild. didn't improve beyond that. <laughs> so yeah. Wow, Justin. Um. Oh. <sighs> It's now so long ago, it's hard to remember. You're knocking Um, things off the list like, I don't want that on the podcast. (laughs) That was actually peer pressure. Um, I chose that one. Um, It doesn't count if you just really want to do it. (laughs) And use peer pressure as an excuse. (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. That opens a whole new world. Um... There was probably some, there was some incident in like elementary school about teasing somebody else that I ended up joining in on and felt oh. very bad after. But my, my, my true awkward one was actually the same as Tim's. It was senior yeah. prom though. And it was huh. uh, feeling compelled to take someone. Yeah. Uh, knew I was gay, but wasn't out yet. Yeah. Uh, ended up taking this quote unquote friend who was also quote unquote bi. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> then turns out she was actually had feelings for me. Oh, no. And it was, oh, it was bad. Oh, <laughs> it was bad. Oh, dear. Tried to hit on me. And it was like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, I thought we were doing this as friends. Oh, crap. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I kind of have the same thing. Like, d- dating a <laughs> yep. woman was yep. kind of like the, oh, yeah, well, everyone's doing it. I guess I better. Everybody's doing maybe it. This'll, maybe this will work. <laughs> <laughs> Does nobody uh, have a drug-related story or something? Come no. on. Well, we haven't heard no. Jax yet. Yeah, we have to go to the straight guy Jax first. is going to be different. <laughs> That's right. Yes, I have a feeling. Token straight guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, much like Justin, it was an elementary school thing, and uh, normally I was the one getting teased, and for some reason, this one day, this other kid uh, was getting it, and... They let me join in and they, they were kind of, come on, come on, pick on them, you know, say something mean. And so I don't even remember what I said. What I distinctly remember was as soon as everybody else went in, this was at recess, I kind of hung behind and said, I didn't mean that, man. I'm sorry. Oh, heart of gold. Sweet. Well, or, or cowardice, you know. <laughs> Sometimes those two things, are, there's a very fine line between them. And that yes. boy grew up to be 
Barack Obama. <laughs> Actually, even Thank better would be at that point, grew up to be Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, yeah. Oh, why would that be better, Justin? <laughs> I oh. wonder. Speaking of, uh, <laughs> Teen Pressure and uh, Kiefer Sutherland do come up in today's movie, The Lost Boys. And this is Old vs. Gold. I'm Robert, independent filmmaker, gamer, and I'm full of gluten. I don't care who knows. I'm full of gluten. Take that. Okay, joining me is, as always, Tim. Hey, I'm full of something. <laughs> and next to him is Justin. I'm just full of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and from across the states, through the magical tubes known as Inter, is Jack. Hi, I'm just filled with, um... Joy. <laughs> Are not. Or, you know, whatever. <laughs> So <laughs> I think we should all get into the mood with a healthy dash of teenage angst. Okay. Uh, okay. I have so much angst. No, you're making. That's kind oh. of like that sounds like six-year-old angst. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> you need to be brooding, oh. brooding, and <clears throat> oh, or, your voice just dropped, and I have or hair Reese Witherspoon in, in law school and, angst. Uh, in what? Or Reese Witherspoon <laughs> in law school angst. Oh right. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear. So, as I said, our film is The Lost Boys, July 31st, 1987. Rated R. <gasps> yes, dirty. Uh, budget was $8.5 million. Gross, uh, $32 million, $5 million in opening weekend. So, mm. yeah, this did pretty good. Uh, $14 million in rentals. So, well, rake it in. Yeah, rake it in. <laughs> so that probably was really good for the time, but I think, like, this very weekend we're recording this. Oh, yeah. The movie Ouija did the same thing at number one. Uh, so, inflation So, such. the anyway. plot. After moving to a new town, two brothers are convinced that the area is frequented by vampires. Frequented. <laughs> not infested. No, just frequented. Not, yeah, overrun. They, they just like to drop by for a margarita. Just, just on the weekends, there. really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Margarita. Yeah. It's a great brunch spot. <laughs> <If> the, yes. <laughs> Uh, directed by oh the bloody Mary's there. At <laughs> directed by Joel Schumacher, who brought us Saint Elmo's Fire in '85, Flatliners in '90, uh, Falling Down in '93, The Client in '94, Batman Forever in '95, <sighs> Batman and Robin in '97, and The Phone Booth in 2002. So what you're saying is this was the beginning of his decline? Yes. <laughs> Yes. Well, I don't know. Saint Elmo's Fire was before, so, which yeah. we should oh. do sometime because I remember being all into that at the time. Oh. And now I know it would not hold. You're up. sure it won't <laughs> hold up? Oh, we should do that. Yeah, so it stars Jason Patrick, and I use quote oh. marks as Michael <laughs> because Jason no. <laughs> yeah, because uh, he didn't quite do much. I mean, he's doing film and TV now. He's still I think working. More was expected of him. He yeah. was in Solar Babies in 1986. I never saw this, but the title caught my eye. Solar Babies. Are we sure that isn't it, a San Francisco restaurant? Cut, yeah. <laughs> that's that's Starbelly. Um, just a silly. It, it's some sort of post-apocalyptic or something thing where these kids are like in cryo-freeze or something. Oh, and then they, Yeah. Speed 2 Cruise Control. It's just like, <laughs> it's just like Speed 1, only on a boat instead of a bus. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> that's backwards. Yeah, yes. that's backwards. Yeah, I know. Um, Corey Haim as Sam. He was in Lucas in 86. I think that was one of his first things. Oh, yeah. Um, then lots of straight-to-video uh, movies and uh, TV, but unfortunately he died of pneumonia March 10th, 2010 at age 38. 
Um, A lot of people think it was a drug overdose, but it was not. The official coroner report was pneumonia. Uh, Very sad. Um, When we hit a movie that has a um, someone who's dead now of something like that, which is really especially someone who spawns so many teen fantasies. Yes. 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 That's kind of the hazard generally of watching old movies every week. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and then we get to Kiefer Sutherland. Um, the first thing I saw him in was Amazing Stories. He was in the one about the plane, the World War II plane that's on oh, a yeah. mission, and they mm-hmm. lose the landing gear, and oh, the yeah. guy draws it. And yeah, it was a very good story. Uh, Stand by Me, of course, in '86, sure. Bright Lights, Big City, another one. Uh, Young Guns, one and two. Flatliners, uh, Twin Peaks, Fire Walk with Me, the movie. He was, I think, another FBI agent. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, phone booth, he was the caller, quote unquote. He was the bad guy. Uh, then tons of other films. And of course, Jack Bauer. He was Jack Bauer in 24 for like a decade. And, and of course, no stranger to the podcast, Corey Feldman as Edgar Frog. Um, yes, he's been in, yeah, he's done a lot of stuff. We've gone through his list already once before, so yes. I'm not going to go through it again. Uh, he's but still what, doing what has stuff. he been in of art that we, we've done that was, um, oh, um, explorers. Ex- Right. No, no. Okay, uh, Goonies. I assumed he was in it. Goonies, yes. Goonies mm-hmm. and okay. um, why did I think he was in Explorers? Oh well. Uh, Gremlins, he was in. Oh right, oh, yes, yes, yes. He yeah. was like the friend. Yes. Right, he was right, like right. the much younger friend okay. of the, guy, okay, the cool. main guy. That's right. Okay. Ooh. Now let's go through with our memories of the film, and what we remember of seeing this the very first time. I know since it's rated R, I'm pretty sure I saw it on VHS. Okay. Yeah. Or Beta. <laughs> which means, which means, this I, was 1987. I, think, I think this was already past VHS. the time of yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, VHS or Laserdisc. Yeah, but that means I saw him in Stand by Me before mm-hmm. I saw him in Lost Boys. Yep, the Kiefer. Yeah, um, and I I remember liking this movie very much and the whole vampire thing and uh, the kids fighting the vampires. It was all very cool and fun. And I liked gore back then, and so still do to some extent, but. Uh, not as much as back then. Uh, wow. How could you like it more back then, given that you watch Walking Dead every week? Well, but that, yeah. <laughs> it's a good point. <laughs> Maybe I like it more. Who knows? I don't know. I don't seek out gore just for that. I like also right. a good story. and Yeah. That's my memories of of um, uh, Lost Boys. Tim, why don't you? Um, I th- think I saw it probably on HBO or something. I don't think I saw it in the theater. I don't know how often I've seen it. Probably the last time was probably 15 years ago, something like that. Um, okay, yeah, it's been a Something long time. besides at the time, later than at the time, but yeah. again. Um, I remember liking it fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think watching it today, I'm going to be distracted on a number of levels from getting okay. into it, because A, I'm going to be distracted by, uh, hey, it's Santa Cruz. Yes. Um, I'm going to be distracted because for some reason in my mind, I conflate this movie with the video for Duran Duran's Wild Boys. Oh. (laughs) Which is somehow somehow much gayer. Wow. Um, So so for you, there's going to be awkward boners all over the place. (laughs) But then then thirdly, Kiefer Sutherland, you know, every time he shows up, I'm going to expect him to kneecap someone or, you know, that's going to be weird. So I hope to get through all that and actually pay attention to the movie. Okay, great. Uh, Jack. Uh, let's see. So this is summer of 87. Uh, yeah. So I would have seen this in the theater. Uh, and I remember liking it a lot. I remember my group of friends really being into this. Uh, it was kind of a touchstone thing for the class of 1988, or at least those that hung around me. Mm-hmm. And 
Saw it a few times after it came out on video, saw it on HBO, and I guarantee you I have not seen it this century. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. All right, Justin. Um, surprisingly enough, I actually have seen it this century. So oh. I think the first time I saw it was probably a couple years after its release. Um, I would have been about 10 years old, and it was one oh of my. those, like... So my parents would not let me watch mm. R-rated or mm. PG-13 movies. Mm. So I had to, like, sneak out to one uh -huh. of my cooler friends' houses <laughs> where sure, their parents sure. would let us do that sort of thing. Um, yeah, and of course, I mean, so so it is very, you know, distracted by the whole coolness of seeing something I wasn't supposed to see in the first place, which right. is really kind of ironically appropriate for this movie. Um, you know, children <laughs> yeah. doing things they're not supposed yeah, to. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and I remember uh, us being, you know, similar to Jack, we were sort of all wrapped up in this, you know, fantasy of, like, child emancipation and the special <laughs> powers that come with it, and, which is, of course, how we expected the world to be, right? Yeah, um, sure. Ironically enough, the... Um, so I don't remember a whole lot of it from back then, but uh, mm. ironically enough, I actually just watched it in college uh, when I was taking an, uh, a class on um, essentially the rise of... Uh, vampirism and sort of erotic sexuality that happens at the end of every century <laughs> and why yeah. that happens because you think of it because you know like because uh, uh, like the original um, uh, Dracula novel was written in uh, I think 1889 oh and hmm. so there's this in right. the 80s and 90s of every century there's this sudden explosion in the popular mind of vampire fantasy huh. Huh. and we were sort of discussing why that is and as part of it we watched the Lost Boys and all this other stuff and so I'm sort of distracted by the, uh, the the analysis that was taking place in class. So it'll be interesting to see what it's like just as a piece of entertainment. Yeah. Great. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, let's pop in our copy and watch The Lost Boys. Let's we do this. All right. We will see you in a sec. Therapy. Welcome to the second part of our vampire therapy. <laughs> Today on NPR, we discuss... This is uh, a safe place. <laughs> it's a safe place for vampires. Um. So, um, yeah, teen pressure to the ultimate degree. Yeah. I mean, Kiefer Sutherland's very um, convincing, very yes. alluring. Uh, <laughs> he's... What? <laughs> Shall Michael, we recap? Michael. Shall we recap? Okay, let's, let's, I will start the, I'd like to start the let's recap. Let's go ahead and start the recap. So we, we start at the oceanfront town of Santa Clara, which has an amusement park and um, rowdy teens. <laughs> and Diane Weist drives in with her family and delivers exposition about how she's divorced and they move from Arizona. Another 80s movie without a dad. Yep. But at least <laughs> yeah. just only recently. We left the dad in Arizona, which, yeah. I guess, yes. Understandably. Probably um, on the side of the road somewhere. Yeah, so that's so they come in and they move in with crazy hippie grandpa. Yep, who's crazy and hippie uh -huh. and likes to stuff animals and leave them on the kids' t dresser yes. <laughs> so they wake up to it. Yep. Um, and so, smoke pot, and I'm pretty sure those two things are very closely related. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so the youngest, uh, Corey Haim, goes to the comic shop a lot where he runs into Feldman and his friend. 
uh, yes, who are the Frog Brothers. The Frog Brothers, yes, Edgar who and Alan, who are trying to convince him that the whole town's infested with vampires. Of course, he doesn't believe them. Um, the older brother, on the other hand, is hanging out with the vampires. He doesn't know it yet, but uh, he goes. He's after the girl star, and as a result, gets mixed in with the the Kiefer crowd. So, yes. Jack. Uh, and I believe at the same time we have uh, Diane Weist uh, looking for her job, and she stumbles yes. into the video store uh, where Ed Herman is the proprietor, and very quickly gets a job because yes. that's how it works. <laughs> 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 and has no concern about a job at a video store being able to support her family. Right. <laughs> yes. On, on a pier somewhere. Yes. yes. Um, then, uh, let's see, then uh, he drinks the blood. He doesn't know it's blood at the time, but he right. drinks the blood. He becomes one of them. They take him to the train. And he jumps off. They're like, he learns he could fly. Then he comes home, and he suddenly gets the, while trying to drink milk, he gets the bloodlust, and he's after his younger brother, but the dog, Nanook, saves the day. Yay, Yay for the dog. <laughs> Um, and basically what happens is the bro- the younger brother tries to help his older brother fight off the vampires and they and have their to, urges and their urges. <laughs> yes. yes. And also save star and the little boy. I forget his name. Um, Laddie, Laddie. Laddie. And then, um, you know, they have a big fight <laughs> in the house and there's a mystery about whether the video store owner guy is the head vampire. They think he's not, but now then he turns out he is. And all the vampires are killed, and Grandpa kills the head vampire. And has and a great closing line, and then <laughs> the end of, end of the movie. Yep. And then some terrible song remakes of songs are yes. played. <laughs> and then we get Roger Daltrey doing Elton John songs, because that's cheaper than Elton John doing Elton John songs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's go around with second first impressions. Uh, Tim? Um, this was the first time that I've seen this movie that it occurred to me that maybe it's trying to be a comedy. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. And that was prompted. Justin said during the movie, is this movie trying to be a B movie? And that's where I watching it. They were like, oh, maybe it is. It doesn't seem like that in the first half, but the second half does seem more like that. So maybe yeah. that's the intent. I don't know. So that was a different way of looking at it for me this time. Cool. Yeah. I, I felt the same way. I like, well, I mean, I always knew it was funny, but. I always thought it was more serious funny. Well, yeah. Serious with some funny, but this feels more comical on the comic side than it is on the serious side. I mean, because it's vampires and those are comical. Yeah. Unless you're in Twilight and then everything is serious. serious. Very, very serious. Uh, Jack? (laughs) Um, I was struck in a way that I never had been by the fashions... (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to put quotes around that. Yes. Um, when I had seen it in the past, it was just sort of, okay, yeah, these are these characters and, and cool. And watching it this time, I was actively annoyed by every fashion choice. Even Ed Herman. Yeah. Even oh. what he was wearing was horrible yes. for him. And, and, and it, was, it was, I hope... The costume designer never worked again. That's all I have to say. Where do you think Laddie got that child-sized Sergeant Pepper marching band outfit, by the way? I, I, I can't imagine what pop star might have given it to him. <laughs> Justin. Y'all are terrible. Um, no, I, I think I felt much the same way. I thought it was much more funny this time. But I was surprised that I... 
I didn't find it totally repugnant. Like, like <laughs> some of the yeah. horror scenes could have been good. Huh. Um, the mullets and the hair that I, 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 I honestly Mullet-rific. don't remember hair in the eighties being that <laughs> flammable. <laughs> Just, I, uh, I'm pretty sure the entire hole in the ozone was caused by this production. Entirely possible. Uh, where yes. were you Probably. in the eighties? No, uh, what? Uh, when California? I, no, I was on the East Coast in the See, 80s. I think that's oh, a thing. Uh. I think a lot of the impressions we get of the 80s via film this time is from California in oh, the 80s. Oh, that could be it. Oh. Yeah, because I grew up on the East Coast, and I actually didn't even know that this movie was set in Santa Cruz, which I have only been to for the first yeah. time, like, last year. So. Oh, how, how is it? We haven't been in forever. So. It, it, it's pretty depressing. Mm. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, dear. So that is one of the topics. They, they do use Santa Cruz beach boardwalk and the surrounding area for and i'm pretty sure some of the local color for the opening credit <sighs> sequence oh yeah um because for, punks for and the, colored people for the are location. scary yes <laughs> yes <laughs> oh dear it kind of reminds me of the portlandia open where it, yes. it's just yeah. like people without the Portland. artistry yeah yes <laughs> yeah because i realize that now if we were to walk down that boardwalk and and see some of the same people we'd be like oh yeah hey cool hi and, and this was obviously meant to convey a threatening atmosphere yeah. <laughs> yes <laughs> in the but, 80s like. but when i was a kid i mean every year my family would go to santa cruz beach boardwalk from fresno hmm. right that would be a yearly commute like the whole gang would go and rent a like several rooms in a hotel across the street and we would go to the beach during the day mm-hmm. but we would have to pass through the boardwalk to get to the beach and then we would go to the boardwalk at night and have lots of fun and play games and stuff like that and i just remember always looking forward to it and the boardwalk being really cool and i and i remember it being huge like mm-hmm. really big i guess when i was a kid it was really big but yeah. now that I, yeah. I look at it on screen and it doesn't really look all that big but you say so now it's run down or something or is it just uh what what is it like there now? No, but it's um, well. I mean, when I was there, we went with a bunch of friends, of course, and that made it fun. And actually, yeah, well, yeah. it actually was kind of a fun, you know, okay. place to go. Yeah. And it wasn't that run down. They're still mm-hmm. very popular. Mm-hmm. Um, the restaurants there are. Uh, <laughs> I, I cannot think of a good restaurant. Um, <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> but it, but I mean, it was still very popular, and lots mm-hmm. of people. And I can definitely see it being the good set for this sort of movie, where it's you oh, know. Yeah. It's a popular location, but it's clearly in a slightly smaller town. So this is where everybody hangs out. So yeah, yeah, and I can still see that today. Was the Big Dipper there, and the Little Dipper, and the Log Ride? Uh, not all of them, but was a couple the... of them are still there. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And that that pirate ship that swings back and forth was that still there? I don't recall. They had it in the movie, but uh, I remember when a they nausea put maker. That in. Yes, <laughs> there are still several nausea makers. I'm just not sure okay. if that particular <laughs> one is still there. And the uh, merry-go-round that they they start with. In oh, the that's during yeah. the movie, yes. Yeah. Which but I th- but there's like a call had a ring toss thing built into it. There's a whole bunch of interesting little arcade games, and there's oh, there's, yeah. a, there's actually like there's a there's a laser tag arena there that's actually quite Ooh. good. Oh, oh wow! Oh, that's cool. So yeah. we'll go sometime and check it out. Something this movie this bring, podcast kind of, brought to you by the Santa Clara yes. Tourism Authority. <laughs> Something this kind of Finally movie sponsor. this raises in the opening scene, but never really addresses or explores, is just because they're vampires, why do they have to be assholes? Mm. They come and they just make trouble well, on the teams. boardwalk. 
They're well, teens. But they're not. Well, clearly they're the 800 vampire, years old. Well, clearly yeah. the head vampire is not raising them very well. Well, true, because yes, they don't yeah. have a mom. That's right. They do answer the question at the end. That's right. No, I have a feeling. No mom. This it's because, is it's all because that, they don't have a nuclear yeah. family. They don't have a, a, <laughs> yeah. a, a, double, a double gender parent family. <laughs> it's all that evil Madonna's fault. <laughs> yes. But, <you> know. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Yeah. Although this brings up an interesting point because these were the politest assholes you'll ever see because they cause trouble uh-huh. and then someone says, hey, you go away and they leave. Now, they're going to kill you later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But they yeah. don't do it but right they, there. Yeah, and there's no puffing up of the chest. There's no, we get every right to be here. It's just, yeah. oh, okay, we'll go. <laughs> or, or not even like vandalizing it on the way out. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. Well, but also the security guard addresses the minor disturbance of teens with a nightstick to the neck. So, you know. Ah, <laughs> so. uh, the 80s. Yes. When you could still beat people in public. And that sort of thing wasn't immediately captured on someone's phone and posted to... <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else we got here? Let's... Um, let's just... Dis- discuss the homoerotic tones. What? The awkward boners, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> so, do, do, do you want to have the serious part of the discussion first, or the comedic part first? Oh. There are, oh, <laughs> Let's start comedic. Uh, yeah, let's start comedic. Let's and see if it leads to the... To the <laughs> so, I don't and, know about you guys, in but... In honor of the film, I think you should do the comedic, and then awkwardly shift to the serious. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, and so. then maybe switch back for no reason. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yes. <laughs> well, well, my awkward boner list uh, the total count was seven. Wow. Okay. Um, there was an awful lot of, of the things that I noticed. You know, I can go through each one, but that's not as fun. But the, so the things that I noticed as themes in this movie were um, uh, feathered hair and, and eyeliner. Yes. Sure. Uh, brothers having lots of face to face moments, including Very. that one awkward moment early in the film when they first yes. get to Grandpa's house, where Corey yeah. Haim kind of like nuzzles his brother. Yes. And I'm just like. <laughs> Yeah. Wait a minute. What was that? <laughs> yeah. What's going on here? This yeah. Is... Yeah. And then all of the very carefully sort of, you know, three quarters up shots of very plump lips. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mostly oh. men's lips, I might add. <laughs> like, that seemed to be everybody's good angle. Yeah. Just, uh, with the lips. Yeah. Yeah. And then... Sam in the, you know, the the character played by Corey Haim in the bathtub. Oh yeah, singing "I'm a Lonely Boy." Yes. <laughs> like. And in his room, he has a big poster of studious Molly Ringwald. Yes. And sexy Rob Lowe. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. <laughs> Molly Ringwald's off to the side where the camera can catch it, but yes. Rob Lowe is at the end of the bed where he can wake up and go to sleep yes. seeing his beautiful eyes. Uh, yes. And, and his midriff. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I decided that halfway through the movie, uh, you know, I'm sure that they didn't quite intend this, although... Based upon some of the looks, I have to imagine that somebody on in direction or production has been to a gay bathhouse because there are so many cozy looks, which is even more disturbing when it's between like the pre-adolescence. And well, it's, I'm like, that's the, this is freaky. That's well, like you were saying when we when we first meet the Frog Brothers, you were you you said something like. Uh, does the direction? Well, what was it? I can't remember. You, you said, what? yeah, like look, are, are they look di- angry? Like, like are they directing them to cruise him in a bathhouse? Yeah, yeah like Feldman and, and I think they and were the trying other... to look 
creepy, or not creepy, but like look at him like sexy, tough, tough. Yeah, they were trying to be like, tough what are you doing sexy. at our? Yeah, yeah, what are you doing at our territory? But it really came off as like yeah. cr- gay cruising. It was yeah. <laughs> especially it, now. Is I'm that pretty just, sure that Corey Feldman's wearing lipstick in that yeah. scene? And I, I have to ask Jack though: Is that just our impression because of our our sick, twisted homo minds, <laughs> or is did you get that vibe too? I got some of that vibe. I mean, okay. I, I very much got the uh, the brother on brother action that <laughs> jumped out at me this time. Um, I didn't get the cruisy uh, sort of vibe, but yeah, I, I definitely felt that sexy, tough. Because clearly they they weren't trying to out macho each other. It was look how macho I am. Yes. Or, so maybe that's how I interpreted it. But yeah. I just figured Feldman hit puberty and it's like, no, I have a deep voice. I better make it sound deep. <laughs> Deeper even still. And I look like Rambo with his headband. In the first time we see him, he's got that headband. Yes. Until, until my hair gets wet and I look yes. like Blair from the Facts yes. of Life. <laughs> well, again, <laughs> again, he had the, magic, the headband and the matching lipstick. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, there you go. Uh, so let's let's awkwardly shift uh, into the serious part. Well, basically, by halfway through the movie, we were just Justin started it, but I couldn't help Sorry. after that. No, it's fine because you can't. Like, we just start started replacing vampire with gay. Oh yes, uh, okay. Throughout the movie, you know, this town has a very big hemophobia problem. <laughs> um, and, we, and, we, and we look at it while you can't stop it's like everything's like oh yeah. become one of us and yes. yeah, it's, <laughs> he's falling in with the wrong crowd yes he's, he's hanging out with these guys all the time mm-hmm. swallowing he's their blood swallowing their <laughs> they are blood. The, those blood suckers yeah, yeah. <laughs> my brother's not, that was my favorite line my brother's not a blood sucker <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your emphasis might be a little bit off. So I really don't know how much of that was intended. Or how much of it we read based on everything else that's happening because yeah. because Schumacher directed it. <laughs> yeah. I, I think perhaps we are reading into the metaphor a little bit much. Maybe, but, yeah. But, yeah. but I mean, these days yeah. it seems applicable. I mean, it certainly has very little to do with the actual mythology of the Lost Boys and Peter Pan. I mean, yeah, Mm. there's the sort of like, you know, these are the bad boys who live on the edges of society and who live in this semi-fantasy world, except that that fantasy world is actually the vampire world, so we're sort of losing the whole maturity thing. Mm. Unless you want to read into it with the gay metaphor, in which case, you know, he's experimenting, and then he'll mature and grow out of it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and then murder all the other vampires. And... Yeah. Yes. Wait, oh, what? <laughs> with the, uh, with the, uh, What well, is the daddy. 80s, so that's the only acceptable way a gay movie oh, I can end. That, yes, that's right. right. Any, any movie. Massive tragedy with all the gay characters. Oh, dying. oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought you were talking about the, the fact that in, in 80s movies... You and mostly action movies. The the cure for all problems is to murder whoever is causing them. Well, there's that, but also you know, <laughs> you know, in movies pre nineties, you know, the gay characters are tragic and messed up and must die. Yes, no. yeah. yeah, that's true. Yes. Yeah, or vampires, including the uh, Daddy Max, Daddy the Max. Daddy Vampire, <laughs> yes, who, who's sort of like half conventional because he's trying to build a nuclear family but there's yeah. a little undertone of pedophilia <laughs> yeah. yeah little just a little, little. just a little uh, so yeah so we discussed it a little earlier about um, how this feels more like a comedy now but clearly 
it shifted back and forth a lot. Oh, so God, let's, yes. let's talk about the tone of the film and what it, what it, they may have been going for and what we think they're going, what it feels like now. Yeah, I mean, it didn't really have a tone. <laughs> and it tried to have too many tones. And again, I come up because that can be Hence fun. You know, shifting. movie a movie can have multiple tones, but that's yeah. really hard to manage and make work. Yeah. So, yes. And, and that didn't really happen here. Yeah. Because it was mostly, mostly very serious, serious, serious. And then the Frog Brothers would come in. It was supposed to be wacky, but it wasn't actually funny. And, you know, and then during the big climaxing, they kept switching back and forth between those. Yeah. And again, maybe it's just that the attempted funny wasn't actually funny is why it didn't work. I don't know. Oh, yeah, but. I think that might be a part of it. I think the humor was tried, but it just didn't land no. because they didn't trust their humor and they didn't trust right. their drama. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And this is a relatively early thing for Schumacher, right? This is only yeah. what his yeah. second or third film. Yeah. So yeah. it m- would make sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you cool. guys feel the same way, but I kind of thought that the the late, latter part of the movie, when they started to sort of shift more into like a B horror film <laughs> yeah. instead of a comedy, like I can see that actually being. I, I really wonder how, um, you know, somebody under the age of 15 would perceive that today. Because it, yeah. it definitely seemed like a kid's horror film. You know, yeah. it wasn't that, you know, like there were some real horror moments, but yeah. there's lots of humor in there. You know, the characters are never really in that yeah. much danger. Yeah. You know, it's, it's sort of the kid's fantasy of what a horror would be like. Yeah. I, the major theme in this movie seemed to be the whole loss of innocence thing, yeah, which is what yeah. I think they were trying to go with with mm-hmm. the title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but you know, even though it doesn't quite match up with that, I but. always thought the title was not really an attempt to thematically do Peter Pan, but just to reach for a title hmm. that wasn't an already used vampire title. No, oh. <laughs> I, I never took it more seriously than that. Really, uh, it just seemed like <laughs> well, they're kind sense. of like the Lost Boys in a way, so we'll call it that. They're, yeah. they're, they're really the bad boys, but that's such a boring title. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, <laughs> and, and, you know, I don't know. And that doesn't give us an excuse yeah. to have like the creepy children's choir. Oh my god! Oh my god! Of innocence. So was that a cliche yet by then, or did it become one after the? I think it uh, was. I think pretty much anything in here that is an '80s cliche. I, I, I have rules about decades, and <laughs> in 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 the first two years of a decade, zero and one. You got no idea what's happening. Okay. Two and three, things are starting to firm up a little bit. Usually four and five, you know what that decade's about. Mm-hmm. When you hit year seven, you are <laughs> recycling. You are exploring this, but it's already been explored. So I think anything that happens in this movie that's a cliche has come before. Okay. I was pretty ah. sure that a lot of those wigs were formerly used by Cindy Lauper in her music <laughs> video, so that would make sense. Well, so I we like talked it. about sexy, oily, sexy oh, yeah. oh, who I can't believe that. I forgot was in this movie because that would have been one of the draws for yeah. me at the time. So, so for everybody who, who's listening, so there's the the scene earlier in the movie where they're sort of setting yes. up, you know, what the the boardwalk town is like, and they're having this outdoor concert at night, and the headliner. Uh, there's, I'm sorry, that was just a moment of awkwardness. Um, there's so much subtext in that word. Um, the headliner um, is someone who, to me, can only be described as he's standing there shirtless, singing and playing the saxophone. He's kind of like a really oily cross between a professional wrestler and Kenny G. Yes. Uh-huh. 
Okay. And see, I was already familiar with him at the time because Tina Turner found he's like in the video for Thunderdome. Oh. <laughs> so he was part of oh. the whole Tina Turner thing at the time. And this was him wow. striking out on his own, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, I was I was a fan of Oily Sex Guy. <laughs> but, Does he um, actually have a name? Was he actually? A he does. No, I actually, yeah, I actually saw the name go by in the credits, but I forgot. No, no, okay. Really. So yeah, he, he has like a conventional first name, last name, name. Because he has the that look that's like, like I can't imagine that you have a real job. <laughs> I seriously think this too, because look what goes into his day. He has to practice the sax. He's he spends at least four hours at the gym. Yeah. <laughs> then the oiling, uh, the oiling, <laughs> including the hair apparently, which is also oh, yeah. in perfect ringlets. So I yeah, can't yeah, like yeah. that '80s perm, but oiled back. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's he <laughs> must be a trust fund kid. I don't know. How does he have the time? But anyway, he rings out his him. hair into a KFC. Yeah. So that came back to me, and the one I noticed this time that didn't strike me in the past was Jason Patrick was a, a pretty young man. Yes, yes, oh, yeah. he was. Yes, and I guess Very Jimmy nice. Kurt, Jimmy um, uh, Gertz was a pretty young woman. Mm-hmm. She was, and I have oh. to say, um, as has often happened uh, when I've uh, sat in uh, on this, uh, I go to the movie and it's like, oh, I had such a crush on her, and I, I watched it this time, uh-huh. and still a lovely woman, yes. but. Um, she actually had not yet hit her hottest point. Oh, uh, yeah. she would she would become more attractive uh, as the years uh, oh, wow. went on. Uh, and she was actually in a sitcom for a few years, oh, uh, just recently. Oh, oh I just recently. One. Oh, yeah, oh. It's sometime in the last decade. And um, and you know, as a, as a woman in her early forties. Again, still incredibly attractive to me. So she was just sort of budding here, mm-hmm. but uh, oh, it man. wasn't the same heart fluttering thing. Because well, yeah. <laughs> they were kind of going for that early teen thing, which exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. kind of CW teen. So, yeah. so now that we've had a little bit of almost serious discussion, can I put forth my theory for what the underlying metaphor of this movie actually is? Which I, oh. I'm sorry, might totally destroy any attraction that. Uh-oh. Uh, our listeners Uh-oh. may have had for Star. Uh, well, go ahead. Okay, so so realizing that, that, that I'm completely not serious about this, and I'm sure this wasn't intended, but it just occurred to me. So, <laughs> clearly, vampire is a metaphor for homosexuality, and right. homoeroticism is the ultimate social signifier for the loss of innocence. Sure. As, oh. as, you know, you know, as the brother is falling into this bad crowd. Yes. Uh Star is essentially uh, their fag hag. Yeah, all right. Who's trying to rescue him uh-huh. from the clutches of homoeroticism by having sex with him. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and still, unfortunately, failing to pull him out of the clutches and and save herself at the same time. And but didn't she? Didn't she? I guess in the end. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah, no, that's that's kind of true. And that yeah. she stood with him in the end against yeah. his dark urges, and and that you know, is why and, he was allowed to live and helped yes. him. Yeah, exactly. And then helped him kill, you know, Daddy Max. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I love how only one daddy can kill another too. Yeah, only Grandpa oh, can kill Daddy yeah. Max. Oh, right. And There's I like how they that. made sure that, and it was quick cuts, but that whole sequence was like. Uh, um, oh, what, what's his name? Ma- uh, Michael <laughs> is up in the rafters. He's knocked out, but then the grandpa comes through the window. He wakes up, and there's just this really short clip of him pushing the le- head vampire guy oh, 
into yeah. uh, mm-hmm. into the stakes. Yeah. So he helped. He helped win. Yeah. You know? He did, wasn't just sitting there watching it happen. Yeah. He conquered his urges, and now he can have a ni- settle down and have a nice nuclear family someplace yes. where they don't smoke lots of pot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the end. No. Uh, the end. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, though. No. <laughs> Kids, uh, don't be gay or smoke pot. Yes. <laughs> Do we have any other notes or tidbits? I, oh, I we have a themes. What? Huh? What? We we're, discussed we're out everything? of main topics. Really? Do we have How can any, that be? Uh, we, you know what? I we, didn't realize this was uh, Richard Donner uh, produced yeah. or, co- or executive produced or something like that. Yeah, when I, I saw that totally come up, I, I, I think I was actually drawn in somewhat because I knew he was involved uh, because of the Superman movies. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. So even then, I it was like, oh, Richard Donner. Yeah, okay, I'll go see that. Yeah, I, I just totally forgot. I, I feel like there's more to say about the whole tonal problem. Okay, okay. Yeah. Let's say go. it. Well, I mean, part of it is like, it's, I don't know if this is exactly tone, but something I noticed is on a shot by shot basis, there was some creativity going on. Like, you know, first of all, this movie clearly had no budget. Yeah. So no one could fly, actually. Yeah. Which is fine. And they, I think they well, did okay working it around really it. Too, yeah. To and they worked around it pretty well. And then so in doing so, they would come up with creative ways to accomplish it. But none of it hung together. Like, the movie as a whole didn't seem to have any kind of artistic oh. trend or shape. Yeah. yeah. Like the movie just kind of starts, you know, it didn't, <laughs> I don't know. It seems start, start awkwardly. There's a lot of shots of starting pointed at the water. Yeah. We start out the ocean, shot. take our helicopter in. <laughs> and since we yeah. didn't remember to shoot, taking the helicopter out, we, we have to reverse the, the shot for yes. <laughs> the waves yes. recede from the beach. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know if that's just, you know, what we were saying that it's early in Schumacher's career or if that's just Schumacher. I think it's yeah. probably just Schumacher. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was actually one of the things that made me question whether or not, you know, they were intending this for an adult audience or for hmm. kids because there's those kind of tonal shifts like with the Frog Brothers where like yeah. one moment they're being like super serious and heroic and the next moment they're being totally goofy, goofy and terrified right, yeah. children who are clearly about to wet themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that on kind to of discontinuity, yeah. like, might seem totally normal to an eight-year-old. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you're making a rated R movie. You should, no, like, it's well, not for true. kids. Yeah. Yet they, yet they made it as though, yeah, like you said, the the, the, the tonal shifts yeah. are weird. You know, the, yeah. the the adults who don't believe, you know, yeah. that this fantasy world is really happening. Yeah, yeah, th- yeah. yeah. There were just like odd randomness about the movie all the way through. Like the punks who they, I guess, in the credits were identified as surf Nazis. Yes. <laughs> who we all killed. Who are hanging around getting down to Aerosmith and run DMC. <laughs> what? You know, it's like, and you know, some of that's to sell soundtracks probably, but yeah. it's still like, this doesn't go with anything else in this, this world you're attempting to create. You know, this creates like, a threatening atmosphere because, you know, kids with shaved heads and day laborers are very frightening <laughs> to normal people. Yes, and they were playing that rap music. <gasps> you know, yeah, 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 I know. Yeah. Well, keep yeah, in mind so. that this is still, you know, a good five years before... Um, what I think is perhaps the ultimate signifier of like white race panic, and in, in with spe- specifically oh, with right? respect to rap music, when yeah. you know oh. Vanilla Ice comes out with his album in '92, yes. oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, completely right here, destroys cause... an entire genre. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I, kept, I was thinking near the end. Ooh, imagine this! Imagine this concept in the hands of Edgar Wright. 
Ooh. You know? Ooh. <laughs> you could say that about anything. It's true, but this Edgar one quickly lends be. itself because he yeah. could fix all that. He yeah. would make it a unified world. Yeah. Every shot and every scene would mean something and contribute to that. It yeah. would move, 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 move. It would <laughs> yeah. be actually funny. You know? Yeah. So I don't know. So. And if the studio didn't want him to do that, he'd quit. He would quit. Yes. <laughs> and we would get the lost Very ones. happy about right. that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so any anyway. Other, any other tidbits or topics? Um, something I, that just occurred to me, uh, you mentioned that this was an R-rated film. And I'm yeah. thinking, would this even get a PG-13 today? I mean, other than the blood, and even the blood isn't that bad. I don't recall yeah. a lot of cursing. Uh, yeah. There's no nudity. I don't there's think this would even get a PG-13. You yeah. know what? Uh, it's really weird yeah. that this had an R. I think it might get PG-13 for the pot. Oh, oh maybe. You know, you're right. That would even, do it. That would put it now? over the top. Yes. And, it's like and that would be okay. And they would leave it in deliberately people? so it would get PG-13. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. 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 They would be drawing the foul. Yeah. 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 Mm. <laughs> yes. I, I think it's funny that Corey Haim is complaining there's no TV in the house and just thinking, like, nowadays, well, we just watch stuff off the internet. Who cares if there's no TV? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's a, that's a dateable, you know, that's 80s. Oh, of course. You right. Know, yes. And then, right. So. Fortunately, we saved some valuable movie time and cut away from the phone dialing. Oh, yes. 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 <laughs> oh, what was it we were watching that had tons of dialing? Oh, anything we watched from the 70s. From the seventies, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the only thing, um, so that one song, that one song. Oh, the yeah. Know, it's like this, little children. This is this is a right. lesson in why we do orchestral themes for our movies <laughs> instead of vocal themes because every time that comes on, oh, it's that song again. That that song, one yes. song. Yeah. Children singing is creepy. Loss of innocence, <laughs> vampire children blah, thing. Blah blah. Yes. yes. Yeah. So anyway. So anyway, so don't do that, kids. Yeah, you ready to vote? Well, I, I've got two things. Two oh, quick okay, things. all right. Let's let's do uh, it. Num- number one, uh, once we finally see it, and it took forever to get there. <laughs> once we finally see the vampire makeup, uh-huh. uh, when they're fully vamped oh. up, it's actually quite effective. It's pretty good. Yeah, I think it's the template for the uh, the Buffy style yeah. vampire. Oh, oh huh. which I I had not put two and two together on that. But it's, I mean, it's very much like what we saw in Buffy and Angel. Yeah. Uh, and I liked that a lot. Um, Especially the way they I, changed the eyes to go with everything. And yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then my other, and I, I just, I have to do this. <laughs> the well, comic book store, the comic book store scene. Oh, dear the God. The first comic book store scene. Uh-huh. I think I can guess one thing you're going to say. <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> well, uh, I'll tick these off quickly. Number one, Kids of that time are not going to talk about Batman 14. They don't know that there are five extant copies. <laughs> it's just, it's entirely wrong the way they talk about it. And then we have Corey Haim shifting all the comics around and saying, you know, Superman 200 wouldn't be over here. He hasn't even met Lori Lemiris yet. Those are not those comics, number one. And number two, <laughs> if they were those comics, they would be bagged and yes. boarded. Yes, yeah. yes, uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I feel better now. I have that off my yeah. chest. But you know, in Santa, in what Santa Carla, they are just very respectful of comics, and they just you know, so. <laughs> but they had a stack of comics out front that the punk kids would steal. 
Yes. And then yeah. and then read in the car. Yeah, but that was like sad sack. Another error in the movie. Yeah. What teenager has ever read? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sad sack. You know, it's like. Uh. So yeah. Well, good. Yeah. I, yeah. I could. Yeah. There was a lot going on there to be upset about. Yeah. <laughs> Any other notes before we vote? No. I'm I'm actually like feeling like delaying this because I exactly. still don't know oh, how no, I want to vote. Oh my I thought, god! I thought I was the only one. I've been oh, putting off the vote because I honestly so don't know how I'm voting. Usually I'm I'm like so I it, know by the end of the anyone film. who knows who how they're voting vote first. Hey, yeah, there we go. Come wow, on. it's so hard because I yeah. this is a tough one. Because also, this is a tough one. when was there another movie in the '80s with so many pretty boys in it, <laughs> including <laughs> Rob Lowe on the wall and just. Yes. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna work. Okay, I'm gonna just try to work mine out. Okay, and maybe we'll, we'll, hopefully we'll, 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 do okay. we'll do it together. We'll do it together. together. We'll do it together. Welcome yes. to the '80s vampire therapy. Hour. Yes, <laughs> vampire quotes therapy. Um, get the shock treatments. Um, <laughs> it is not a good movie by most measures. Okay, you know it's awkwardly put together. It's technically competent, maybe in places in more than competent. Most places. Maybe. Um, <laughs> Writing is clunky. Hmm. Acting is acceptable. Nothing, you know, nothing really challenge. Nothing that would really challenge an actor of that level. Yeah. Um, Given that you have a lot of child actors, especially. Yeah. Yeah. True. 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 Yeah. And dogs. And dogs. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's not sure what it wants to be and doesn't convey that clearly. It might be attempting a B movie. It might be attempting comedy. It's attempting horror. It struggles <laughs> to do all those things. Ugh. So I think what I'm going with, okay, question one, would I watch it again if I stumbled onto it? Definitely parts of it and maybe the whole thing. I don't know. And I think just in celebration of that micron thin veil <laughs> over the homoeroticism, I'm going gold. All right. Okay. Oh boy, I, I think I need to go next because you made me think of something. Uh, <laughs> it, it, looking at it critically, I mean, were th did the characters have arcs? Kind of. <laughs> I mean, it was more like they were... Well, we start with them being thrust into an odd situation. We don't begin with them in their normal lives and then it happens. Right. right? Which is a normal kind of story right. arc. Yeah. Um, But but that's okay. I mean, you know, he he. Uh, I don't know. It's really tough. <laughs> there, there are parts that really bug me technically, like the 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 scene where the the kids who stole the comic books are reading in the back of the car, and the mm -hmm. roof gets ripped off. And there's this red light, and it's so obvious that someone is putting a cover over the red light and then taking it back off. Oh wow! It just looks—it's so bad oh. that you could see you could see the wipe of the of whatever's covering it go back and forth. It's like, what's that supposed to be? I mean, I know they didn't have CGI back then. They didn't, they couldn't spend the money for the, I don't know, the, the motion effects or whatever to make, to show them flying. We knew who they were by this point, right? Yeah. yeah. It was just, it was, just, oops, sorry. It was just terrible. <laughs> I, I hit the table. I hope that no one heard Let's that. Let's break out there. Are you guys okay? Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, no. But, but, sexy okay. vampires are coming for us. So I'm trying to think, like, if, if I saw this today and if it was a modern day film, I mean, you know, it would be different because there'd be CGI. So they'd show, you know, a CGI Kiefer Sutherland all vamped out 
biting people and flying around. But I really, I still really like the in the cabin where all the lights are broken in the living room and he's like zipping around and you can't see him, but you hear him walk up and hit him and mm-hmm. and, and the lamp has kind of a flashlight look for some reason. <laughs> I remember that fight going on a lot longer. I guess it, it was pretty long. <laughs> yeah. No, just the fight between him and Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, okay. the, Michael and uh, whatever his yeah. name was. David. We, I think we were uh, a lot more invested in that fight scene when we were younger. Probably, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, would I watch this again? Yeah, I'd watch it again. Okay. It made me laugh. I still laughed at the funny parts. The one joke that failed for me that used to I used to love was the whole um, punt or what was it? Step on it doesn't mean warp speed or whatever. What does that even mean? Oh, yeah. Exactly. I, I think I laughed because all. he said warp speed. Yes. When yes. I was yes. a kid, I was like, he said warp speed. He, he's a nerd. He's a comic nerd. Oh my See? god, I'm so happy right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was a little nerd voice coming out there. Whoa. Well, Get there was a lot of the, 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 the hero is a little nerd guy yes. who yeah. triumphs over the evil teenagers. Yeah. And... <laughs> yeah, in a way, that was kind of like that. Yeah. And, um, ooh. <sighs> Uh, I don't know how to vote yet, but I think I would watch this again. Do you want so me to go first? I'm, so you, can I'm, you know what? I'm going to no. oh. do it. I'm going to say it. Since I do think I would watch this again and I would laugh again, just like I did here, I'm going to go gold. Okay. I'm not going to... I'm not. It's not like, oh, this is much better than I thought it was. I'll get the Blu-ray now. No. <laughs> but it's good enough. Okay. Gold. Yeah. So, okay, who's next? Up to you, Justin. <laughs> so awkward. Justin, I'm, no. I'm happy to go next. Speaking of awkward transitions. Um, <laughs> so, I, I have a slightly different perspective. Awesome. Clearly, <laughs> the movie today is not what they intended it to be when it was made. Hmm. Um, you know, especially with the R rating and, and, and sort of the slightly bumbling plot, you know, I think they were really trying to go for like an actual horror film in some mm. sense, at least. Um, yeah, there are, there are arcs for the characters, but the character development to me, at least kind of really consists of figuring out that the teenagers are vampires mm. and they're sexy vampires. And once you've established <laughs> that, everything else is predictable. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. Um, Again, the micron thin veil yes. over the homoeroticism, the brothers who are canoodling yes. in a very awkward way, yeah. and just like, oh god, and those costumes and the hair and 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 yes. the explosive hair, which is why the vampires all explode apparently. Yes. Yeah, it's all the hairspray in the hair. Yeah. It's just you know. we wouldn't see a veil that thin again until Top Gun. So uh, yeah. yeah, fair, very fair. There was a veil over that. <laughs> So I have to say that, that I you know, I think <laughs> neither at the time nor now is this a movie without any merit. Like, I think it would be very, you know, it can be fun to watch. You know, like you said, like both of you said, you know, would I, would I refuse to watch it again? No, I, I might watch it again. Um, but the name of the show is Old V Gold. Mm-hmm. Not, yes. not Old V Meh. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to err on the old side. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Because it doesn't really, I don't think it really holds up to the original intention. Uh-huh. And, mm, and okay. so many of the shots are really dated. And, and like you said, a lot of the special effects just aren't convincing. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for the old. Okay. okay, great. Jack, your turn. 
I went into this one thinking that it was going to disappoint on a rather large scale. <laughs> uh, because I remembered enough about it that I just didn't think it was going to wear well. And indeed, there were elements that did not wear well mm. at all. Um, but I did enjoy myself for most of the movie. Uh, I was never really taken out of it, hmm. uh, as I have been uh, with some of these. Um, I saw that uh, that element of maybe they're going for comedy and that that failed. And that hmm. hurt it in mm -hmm. my eyes as well. Um, I like the litmus test. Would I watch this again? I don't even think if I stumbled on it, I would watch it again. Oh, okay. Um, the, I, I, I had one note on this, that this is the first movie that I've watched uh, for this podcast that I would want to get the riff tracks of. Oh, oh my God, that would be glorious. Oh, yeah. That would be awesome. <laughs> and, the, and, and so based, if I were to base it on nothing else than that, mm -hmm. uh, and I do have other reasons, mm -hmm. I have to vote old. Okay. Okay. Wow, a tie, which is kind of perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It, it kind of matches yeah. our feelings about yeah, the yes. film, actually. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. we're all teetering on the edge, really. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. I will say though that I think the one, you know, component of it that I would totally go for gold is oiled bodybuilder muscle <laughs> Kenny G. Yeah. Yay! Yeah. See, he's gold. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he is. <laughs> if the film broke right there, <laughs> gold. <laughs> Like, if you ever need to explain to someone what the 80s was about, just yes. show them that oh, scene. Yes, and that, just like, that does say it all, doesn't this, it? This is why and I'm glad the 80s are over. And see, again, think of it this way. If it's not for this movie and you need to see him, your only other option is Thunderdome. And we don't want to put anyone in <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Is he in the movie or just I don't the music know. Video? He was definitely in the video. It seemed like he got okay. a bit role in the movie, too, but maybe not. Um, I'm not sure about that. So I'd have to, well, he has the I'd have to watch the movie to we'll find out. There, and yeah. I'm not doing that. <laughs> so well we won't be doing thunderdome on this <laughs> podcast. well we need someone to triumph it so I yeah guess. so there you go Ooh. um okay okay well, that's great wow that's uh that's really good any other notes this movie had curious ideas about how seismic activity works oh about the <laughs> hotel being swallowed yes, up and falling the... into the crack during the 1906 yes. earthquake yeah. yes it's is this isn't twenty. It can happen. <laughs> it can happen. Oh, and we did have the ultimate '80s cliche of the preparation montage. Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. The, so, taking you know, the holy the water box. from yeah. Yes. And, and there was something a little charming about that. I have to say. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Smashing the garlic. Although why Grandpa had a fifty-pound bag of garlic. Oh, well, I guess now we, we figured that out by the end because. I, oh. I was also unexpectedly charmed by that some of their goofy shit worked. Yeah, yes. yeah, like the water guns full of holy water. Yeah, and things yeah. like that. So. Yeah, like, hey, that's a pretty smart idea, yes. actually. But yeah. again, what tone is this? So, yeah. yeah, and I couldn't figure out if it was the Frog Brothers are surprisingly effective vampire hunters, or the vampires suck at being vampires. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if it was overtly slapstick, the you know the distinction wouldn't matter so much. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and once they once the Frog Brothers hit actual trouble, they actually stood up which surprised me you yeah know, we yeah. assume they were just big talkers yeah yeah and that yeah. as soon as action hits oh my god they'll just run off and yeah. be traumatized <laughs> as they should instead they kept going so good on, except good on I, I still can't get over the fact that that their version of being big talkers of being tough guys mm -hmm. 
uh, is essentially cruising. Like, oh, yes. just, <laughs> like you're yeah. eight years old and you're clearly wearing <laughs> lipstick. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> yes, well. All right, well, that's great. So the Lost Boys gets a two old and two gold yes. vote. So yep. it's a tie. We have no sound effect for that. We've, that's okay. That's fine. It doesn't deserve a sound effect. Yeah. That's high. <laughs> Bring in the creepy children's choir. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, I'm Robert, and joining me today was Tim Bye. and Justin Goodbye. and Jack. Bye-bye, everybody. Look us up on Facebook. Uh, we have a page, Hidden Deadly, and uh, give us a rating on iTunes, if you will. That'd be great. Um... And we'll see you next time for Old vs. Gold. Bye. Go to oldvgold.com to find more episodes and more information about this podcast. We're on Twitter at Hidden Deadly. Also, you can send us questions with the hashtag oldvgold. Oldvgold.